Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Welcome in to the Money Night Podcast. Glad to have you here. If you haven't joined us before, we can be found online at chessmanwealth.com. We put all of our podcasts there. I'm Ben George. He is Wade Chessman. He's a certified financial planner, and he's a certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. And our goal for every episode is to help educate you in many different areas of financial and retirement planning. Today, we are talking about a specific product that many people utilize, and that is life insurance. But the question we want to try to answer today on the show is do retirees really need life insurance? Mm-hmm. So that's the goal today, Wade. I, and I'm curious, do you is life insurance something you work with quite a bit or is just kind of occasionally? How does it no, work? No, that's something that we do here. It's part, you know, it's part of a holistic planning process. You know, certainly life insurance plays in all kinds of life insurance play into that. So life insurance is definitely a part of what we do. Typically it's not something we just do as a one-off. It'd be part of someone's overall plan. So, you know, that smart choices, wealth management solution. Part of that is, you know, we bring in a a number of professionals every quarter. I think we have one this week and or next week, but, and then we go around the room, we brainstorm about the client situation. And one of those is risk management and wealth protection. So yeah, it's definitely a part of what we do. And I I think I find insurance interesting and I, I like talking about it. Well, good. We got a, we got a few questions for you today to try to get a better understanding of life insurance and you know whether or not we need it, how much do we need, other uses for life insurance maybe beyond what we're accustomed to and what we're aware of. But you know, I think the the reason why we're asking the question today is because you know the perception is that as you get older, you know, life insurance the need for it really probably decreases, and maybe even for some people they think it just becomes completely unnecessary mm-hmm. as you get older. So is that really the case with retirees? That's what we're trying to dig into today. But okay. I want to start with you know the idea of life insurance kind of being for some people just something they don't even want to talk about. Why? Why is it that you think that this life insurance gets such kind of a bad rap, and and some people even can maybe consider it a dirty word? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think it has to do with people that sell life insurance. Yeah. You know, most life insurance is sold, not purchased, right? In other words, you're not out. Typically, people aren't out, well, I need life insurance. I can't wait to buy some. You know, it's it's a hugely important product. And it's something that most people need. And a lot of people are well, you know, underinsured for sure. But there's just a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of good people that, work with life insurance. And then there's, unfortunately, like any business, I think that one's pretty ripe for just, you know, if all you have in your toolbox is a hammer, then you tend to use a hammer to solve all the problems, but that's not always the case. So I think that's why is it just been missold. And part of it is it's kind of, it can be confusing. So there's a little, there's misconceptions about it as well. And, you know, people like Dave Ramsey kind of rip on it. And, and the reason, and I understand what he's, where he's coming from, same thing, you know, most people term insurance is going to be perfectly sufficient and they don't need anything beyond that. That's not, but it's not true in a hundred percent of the cases, but I think that's some of the reasons why life insurance is kind of has a negative connotations, if you will. Yeah. And that makes sense. So as you, as you talked about, you, you know, this is part of a, holistic planning process for people. So how do you determine, right. how do you get to that point where you can actually say, okay, yes, you need life insurance. How do I figure that out if I'm a client of yours, Wade? Yeah. Well, typically what we would do is one of the ways we can determine 
life insurance needs. Number one is maybe it has nothing to do with your plan. Maybe it's just something that you feel strongly about. You know, like you may say, well, I don't care what my plan says. I want to have, you know, an extra little bit of life insurance just to make sure that my spouse is well taken care of or there's liquidity in my estate. And the way we would determine is we can do a life insurance needs analysis in your plan. We can determine, okay, if you're no longer on the planet, what do you want to see happen? You know, if, um, if I passed away tomorrow, wh- what kind of income would my family need? What kind of debts would I want to pay off? What would I hope to accomplish for my family that I would need life insurance to help pay for that? Or if I own a business, if I'm no longer around, is there sufficient liquidity for my business to keep running? Or if I have an estate tax issue, do I want to help solve some of that with life insurance? So it, it depends on this. Uh, like everything we talk about, it depends on the situation. But I'd say from a basic standpoint, I'd say if I'm not around tomorrow, what do I want to see accomplished? And do I need life insurance to supplement um, my other sources of my other assets? You know, as we get older, typically our need for life insurance does diminish because now we've built up assets and we don't necessarily need to replace our income. But that's not always the case. So there's other reasons to have it. But I'd say that's the basic one. And then, of course, there's advanced planning issues that sometimes can be solved with life insurance. But say in general, the way we would determine at least initially the need for life insurance is, again, you're not around. What do you want to see happen? And we can we can run different scenarios to kind of give you a better sense of what that looks like. So that's the easiest way to boil it down. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other factors that go into it. And, uh, and that's what you'll want to sit down with someone to go through that completely make sure whether or not you need it. But let's just say in the course of our conversation, I determined, yeah, Wade, you know, you're right. This probably makes sense for me. Now, how do you get to the point of, of how much do I need? What's going to be the right amount for me? Again, you know, the, the needs analysis will help determine that for sure. Some of it's just going to be your personal choice. You know, what do you feel comfortable with? I've never had a widow, not one time, that's come into my office and said, man, I wish my husband had bought less life insurance. I mean, it's just never happened. So I think, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people are underinsured. They don't see that they don't understand, hey, if I'm not around and I'm I have all my income's gone, you know, what's what's gonna happen? You know, you don't want to overinsure either, but it's a balance, I guess you would say. So the amount can be determined as you're doing the needs analysis. First you determine if you need it, but that will then solve the second problem of how much typically. It'll at least give you an idea of things to think about. Well, you kind of mentioned that delicate balance. So you know, the idea that, okay. Sure, nobody's gonna ever say, "Hey, I didn't. You, you didn't purchase enough life, or you purchased too much life insurance um, for me." But ha- what are the risks, though, if you do get too much? Right? Is it just well, that your money's not being invested elsewhere? Yeah, you're just throwing away money. Okay, you know, you're insurance rich but asset poor, and you know the insurance companies won't let you do. You know, they put limits on it as well. You have to have an insurable interest, but it's like anything else. You want to you want to have a the balance between. You know, it's kind of like your auto insurance, right? You got a deductible, you know, you don't want to have so much insurance that you don't have any money left. So mm-hmm. it's, it is a balance. And I think that's why for most people, for life insurance, term life insurance is going to be the best fit. Not always. So. Okay. I want to go through those different type policies here in a second, but you, I want to go back to something you mentioned. You mentioned advanced strategies mm-hmm. um, for life insurance. So what are some of those uses that maybe people aren't aware of beyond the obvious that, that you utilize life insurance for? Well, we talked about this in an earlier podcast on 
when we were talking about tax diversification and you know the fact that at least from my standpoint it seems likely that taxes will go up in the future just given where we are from a debt in our country and things like that so one use of life insurance is to use cash value the cash value and permanent life insurance policies to use that as a supplement to income in the future as a way to get tax-free income again you know as i mentioned dave ramsey some people like that they hate this concept and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's because it's been missold to people that really had no business doing it but for the right person this is a could be a viable option that's one strategic use of life insurance Another one might be, let's say that you are offered a pension and you have to choose between, you know, a single life payout or a joint life payout. But the difference between the two is very, there's a huge gap between those two. Sometimes what people will do is they'll buy a life insurance policy in case they pass away prematurely, then there's a pool of money, but they allows them to get the higher payout. So that's like a pension maximization strategy. If you have a taxable estate, and you want to provide liquidity to pay those taxes, that's a, an advanced strategy using typically an irrevocable life insurance trust. We, we don't see those as much anymore with the current estate tax laws, but that could change in the future. If you have a company and you want to make sure that there's liquidity available when you die so that your, your heirs could be paid off of your, your interest in the company, that's another example. If you have an employee that's a key employee, and if they were if they were to pass away, that would be a detriment to your business. You could insure those. So there's there's a bunch right there that um, maybe might not be obvious. I mean, the most obvious, the most the best use, the most common use is to replace income. Yeah. If you die, your income's gone. You want to re- be able to replace some or all of that income for your family. But there's a lot of other ways you can use it too that aren't just your traditional, you know, buy it, turn and be done with it. There's, you know, you can use it for all kinds of things. And the one that I think, again, that people misunderstand and causes people to think, ah, insurance is that permanent life insurance that we can use for supplement and retirement. You you have to really understand it. It's got some negatives as well, but that is a, uh, that is a viable thing for some people. So there you go. Okay. There's a bunch of life insurance uses. Yeah, definitely. That's very helpful, I think, for people just to be aware that there's other things out there you might not know about. So it's worth mm-hmm. looking into. All right. So you've touched on the different types of, of life insurance. So kind of break it down for us. Um, what's out there? Term, whole, universal life. Uh, and just kind of give us a kind of a quick breakdown of it. So term, just like it sounds, you buy life insurance for a specific term. Maybe it's a 10-year level term, a 15-year level term annual renewable term. Basically, it's think of it just kind of like your auto insurance. Your auto insurance is only good as you, when you pay it. If you stop paying it, the insurance is gone. You're done. So it's the most least expensive way to get insurance. Um, you just pay for the pure death benefit, and it's pretty straightforward. Not a lot there. Then you get into the permanent types of life insurance like whole life, universal life, variable universal life, indexed universal life, the permanent insurance products, the biggest difference is you make additional premiums. So you have the you still have the basic cost of insurance, like a term policy, but the insurance company you pay additional premiums that some of it comes out to pay for the life insurance, some of it stays inside the policy in the what we call cash value, and then it can grow over time inside the insurance policy. 
And on a whole life policy, it's kind of based on set in stone figures based on the current interest rate that the insurance company's paying out. Universal life can be a little more still based on bond type of payouts, interest rate payouts. And then you have variable universal life where the cash value is invested in variable sub accounts, stock market type stuff. And then you have indexed universal life where the cash value is invested in index buckets. So they're all a version of the same thing, but basic you got term on one side and permanent insurance on the other side. There is some other insurance, life insurance out there that's designed for long-term care. It really is a life insurance product. It's on a life insurance chassis, but it's really more designed for long-term care. That's a whole other kind of area. But for today's purposes, you've got term and permanent. And permanent just allows you to build up cash value that you can use later for other purposes. That's it. Okay. Well, some very good information here, Wade. And if anybody wants to learn more, the best way to get started, just go to chessmanwealth.com. There you'll find under the insights tab at the top of the page, you'll find blogs, videos, this podcast, all of our episodes here are put up online as well, some suggested reading and much, much more. So there's a lot there to kind of get you started. But once you're ready to to figure out what how what the role that life insurance plays in your overall plan, which is what Wade's trying to build out with clients that he works with, just go to chessmanwealth.com, uh, click the contact and advisor, set up a time to meet uh, with Wade and his team over there and really kind of figure it out what you need, how much you need, and uh, what policy is best for you if it is something. And I think the, the the biggest thing is just a reminder, all these things that you pointed out, Wade, like people just might think, oh, life insurance, I don't need it. I've got no use for it. But there might be some legitimate strategies that work really well for people that you just aren't aware of. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, certainly worth looking at. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Money Night. We do appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe to the show. we got new episodes every couple of weeks, plus every episode online at chessmanwealth.com. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Wade, thanks for the time today, as always, and uh, take care. Thanks, Ben. Enjoyed it. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.